Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, the Happy Homeschooler, and I'm here with Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. And today's episode is actually a continuation of an episode we did earlier, which has to do with dads. And this episode is going to be focused more on, you know, starting out in homeschooling and how to get dads involved from the beginning. Um, So we're going to, if Uh, I just want to remind you that the reason we came up with uh, these questions was Pat husband had suggested we do a couple of uh, episodes on the role of dads. And so we thought we would, um, we had interviewed our husbands. And so we're going to share some of their uh, thoughts on some of the, these questions. So we're going to share the questions and some of their thoughts, and hopefully it will help you and your husband with your journey into homeschooling. So Pat, we're going to start with the first question. I think the first question was, how would you suggest developing a vision for homeschooling? Okay. And from our perspective, and I'm speaking for my husband and I here at this particular comment, that uh, it's definitely important to come up with a vision because it's too easy to try to do all the good things and in the process miss the best thing. Uh-huh. And I think without a vision, it's very easy to do that, especially in this day and age where we have so many options open to us. So one way to start developing a vision would be to pray, of course. And would he uh, pray together, pray separately, uh, pray in between each step of this whole process, you know, just cover the whole thing with prayer because, you know, the Lord not only hears our heart and knows our heart, but he's able to give us the desires in our heart that we can then speak back to him. But it's, it's a beautiful thing. So Pray would be one of one way. Uh, also to seek counsel, people who you respect in life, seek counsel from each other, from your spouse and people already involved in homeschooling. If you know some people, if you need to, you know, join a Facebook group if, and, and seek counsel from people there uh, in case you don't know anyone who homeschools, which is kind of a hard concept for me to even get my head around not knowing anyone who homeschools these days. He's also suggested to read, read everything you can get your hands on, read online, read books. There's tons of stuff on homeschooling. Uh, But this was an interesting uh, thought that he had to investigate successes. So of course you want to read about, and it's real easy to read about all the wonderful things that homeschooling families have done and their children, but also read about failures, you know, and that's a little harder. People who may have tried homeschooling and for whatever reason, it didn't work. There are people out there who that that has happened. And it's not that you're seeking negativity, but you're seeking the other side of the coin. And and it also gives you a good insight into potential stumbling blocks that you might have to know what other people did. Doesn't mean that you have to quit homeschooling down the road. And obviously if through prayer and counsel, as we mentioned earlier, God is calling you to that. It just means that you'll need to, as a family 
to develop a way to overcome them, but it's good to know road, potential roadblocks. Um, next step, he said, write it down. You know, whatever your vision, whatever your thoughts are, write it down. I'm a big proponent of that too. Every homeschool mom should have a binder or a notebook that they can, actually a binder, because you can add things to that that you might see somewhere in print or whatever. Write it down, establish roles, not only education, but household. You know, uh, if your husband is sole breadwinner, you might want to lighten up on letting him do household chores, but he does want to feel part of the family, right? So work that out together. Well, what things are you okay with doing around the house? These, these are the things the mom might say. These are the things that need to be done. Given your workload, honey, what can you handle? What can you cover? You know, just work, communicate, as we mentioned in that other episode that Tracy talked about. And then also talk about this last step, uh, also talk about long-term planning. And this might not be a frequent conversation, but it should be an ongoing conversation. So, you know, what are your five-year goals? What are your 10-year goals? Uh, personally, I like to write those down too, because I just, I'm a note taker, notebook-aholic. Just having those conversations, you know, my husband felt like this is a good way to keep to make sure that you're on the same page so that even though you know what's going on this week and maybe this month, you also have an idea of where you're shooting for in five years. The best case, of course, if you're starting out is to talk about all this stuff before you're married, before there's kids, (laughs) (laughs) certainly before you start homeschooling. But if you're already homeschooling, I don't want to discourage you. I don't want you to feel discouraged that gee, we never talked about this and we've been homeschooling for three years now. That's okay. Sit down and talk about them now. Start, start. It is never too late to start vision planning ever. And actually, you know, something personally I do every year. uh, And even in our homeschool, we did before school would start each year, you know, have these conversations, these kind of questions. And you can start anytime. Don't, don't feel discouraged if you haven't been doing it. Uh, But it's a great, it's a great way to transform and as your your homeschool as you're moving forward and just get started now, tomorrow. Well, <laughs> I, I actually think sometimes you're at more of an advantage if you've already been homeschooling because you have some knowledge of kind of what it what it's like, what it involves, the reality of it. So when you're making your plans, mm. you have a better idea of what's actually gonna work and what's not gonna work. So That's it's a, a very perfect time. Perfect time. Um, it's so funny because you were saying, um, you know, the question was, how would you suggest developing a vision for homeschooling? So I'm going to just be a little funny here. And this was my husband's answer. He goes, I'm quite certain that I never developed a vision for homeschooling. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> he says it was more about investigating the concept and trying uh-huh. to understand what it could look like for our family. So he didn't have this big vision, but it was more like, you know, I had heard about it and went to a conference and then I had told him I I would really like you to come to a conference because I didn't want it to be a Tracy decision it had Mm -hmm. to be a family decision so for for young dads um, or young moms if you're considering this or this is your first year or maybe you because of the pandemic that went on maybe you were thrust into homeschooling now is a great time to have that conversation with your spouse about well, what do you think about it? Is this just a short-term thing? Mm-hmm. Is this a long-term thing or what's working? What's not working? Like, what are your thoughts? How do you see this going? Do we put our kids in at 
high school? Like, like, what are your thoughts? Just have the conversation. You don't have to have all the answers, but just explore some of, you know, where you're both at and what you're feeling. And I know for us, I loved homeschooling. Like, I just love the freedom of it. And so I had planned to go back to work. So my husband really put it at rest. He said, if someone is just starting homeschooling, just do the year and say, yeah, maybe we'll continue. Maybe we won't, but also don't put that that pressure on yourself. Do a year, see how you feel. And then the other thing that he would tell um, other dads, you know, when they were talking about, we're thinking about homeschooling, he would say to them, you know, it's a reversible choice. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, we're homeschooling and that's it. You know, we're, we're in that box. He said that always allowed him the freedom to think, okay, we're going to do it for a while and we're going to see how it goes. And he said that also helped with the negativity that some people sometimes were like, you're going to homeschool your kids. What about this? What about that? He was saying, oh, we're, we're just doing it for this year and we're going to see how it goes. We take it year to year. So it, it took off the pressure of trying to explain it. And he said it also took off the pressure of him. Like, we don't know what our world looks like tomorrow or mm. our family dynamic or whatever. This is what we plan to do, but we're just going to take it a step at a time. So he said that really worked for him. I'm more the planner and the thing and the visionary. So I know for my husband, if it got too big, it would feel overwhelming. So he's saying for a young dad, just see where you're at. Take it easy. Take it, take it easy. Don't worry too much. Yeah. So I think another question we wanted to cover was what would you share with young homeschool dads to help them get started? Um, I, I don't know. I You might've answered that already, Pat. I'm, yeah, I think, you know, just make sure that you are, as I said, you don't have to be in total agreement about everything, but uh, you should know how your spouse feels as about things and be able to incorporate and be sensitive to that, to that feeling. That's for me. That's not from husband. I should, <laughs> since we are talking about our husband's responses, I should. <laughs> what was your husband's response? Um, well, you know, I'm just going from the answer to the other question because okay. that, he, he pretty much answered those two questions together. Uh-huh. Okay. And so like you, like yours had pointed out earlier, communication, communication, communication. Yes. Uh, that was, that was important here too, to make sure that you're understanding where each other, where each of you are coming from. Okay. Um, my husband had said on that question, what would you share with young homeschooling dads to get them started? He said, be patient. This is all new for everyone and you won't understand the benefits for quite some time. Oh, excellent. Well, see, there's vision right there though, that you are willing to take the time to be patient, to see how this unfolds in your family. It, it's a vision, but you know, we're at the point now we're looking back. Oh yes. You know, and so we're sharing this with you because when we were in it, you know, we'd hoped for certain things and we hoped to build certain character things in our kids. And we hoped for certain lifestyle things and looking back, we don't have any regrets, which I think says a lot. And that's what my husband was saying. Like the kid, we're a close knit family with our kids. Our kids are all contributing members of society. They're all motivated. They're all, you know, like they're not perfect, but it worked. You know, mm-hmm. academically it worked, socially it worked, that all worked. So he says, be patient. And, and yeah, sometimes when you're in it or that first year and, you know, you, dad comes home and the house is chaos or you mm. know, there's like, I always say, you can always tell the difference between a homeschool house and a not homeschooled house because there's <laughs> just more stuff floating around. And there's science <laughs> projects in the refrigerator. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're at the front door too. <laughs> 
so so his thing was like I love how he said that because he's like you know in it you don't always see what the end result is but keep going and and you the value becomes more and more clear as you go along Mm -hmm. and and he also says don't overthink it Mm. um he said it's not a decision you have to adopt for life again just take it one year at a time reevaluate continue reassess make a decision one year at a time yeah yeah and good way to, to make sure that you guys are able to uh reevaluate it every year is to be able to attend a homeschool conference at, at least once together paul and i did that we, we we eventually we did that for a number of years and we eventually made that like our weekend away, which was, I know there's a lot of conferences where the families, the whole family goes. And when you walk around the displays, booths and stuff, you see all the kids, but we kind of used it as a way just to get away because we didn't do that a lot, you know? So, you know, we get a hotel room and we go out to eat and we go to the conference and listen to speakers and then just talk. And it was, it was really wonderful. Now, unfortunately, the way our world has changed, it appears that conferences are really going the way of the dinosaurs because of the pandemic and everything's going online. So there's a good and a bad to that. You know, the good to that is it's much easier because I do know some families who never did make it to a conference and, and that's okay too. I, you know, it's, it's just a suggestion. I'm not something I'm, I don't want to add any mom guilt, but my husband and I benefited from them. But so, but they're, so they're online. So you, you don't have those expenses, but you also don't have the ability to get away. Like it's possible for a mom to, you know, watch a workshop or presentation while the kids are sleeping, you know, napping or whatever in the afternoon while dad's at work. So that kind of negates the point of doing something together. You're not doing it together. That Tracy. Well, I was thinking, even though it's virtual or online, if you and your husband said, okay, let's put that time aside. So mm-hmm. maybe we're going to do that and maybe the kids are going to, I don't know, watch a movie or they're going to do something. Else. Even if you take a little bit of time to watch some of the virtual mm-hmm. or, you know, instead of watching Netflix, watch it, just put some time together and just say, yeah, we're both going to watch this. Or even if mom watches one and says, oh, this one was really good. I'd really like to hear your thoughts on that. Right. And then dad can watch it and then you discuss it. I found it helps so much. Yeah. Because you hear so many different perspectives and yeah. concepts and just ideas from speakers you might not even have considered and it just it gives more depth and richness to your conversations about it to your uh, to your homeschool in general you know to what you're doing and and really help so uh, Mm -hmm. I I will speak on his behalf for that suggestion because I know that he really enjoyed going to them too and we kind of miss them (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Um, it's interesting the other thing my husband brought up was with young dads starting to homeschool, what my husband experienced was he'd mentioned to, I don't know, would come up in a conversation at work with someone else about kids or where do your kids go to school or something. And he'd go, oh, we homeschool. And he said a lot of times the reaction was that person felt judged because they didn't. And so my husband would be taken aback by that. But he said what helped is he would just answer was with, oh, we liked the idea of it and we're trying it out. So it really put that conversation at bay with someone else because, but he said he was surprised how many times people Mm. would just do that. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't aware that that's something he experienced as a dad from a homeschooling family that he dealt with fairly frequently. So that really is interesting because when you are homeschooling, when you're home with the kids being the primary educator, that's not your experience usually. 
because you're hanging out with other homeschoolers, so yeah. everybody's on board. But that's really interesting. My husband's a member of a low-budget car racing forum. You know, it's okay. kind of like everyday guys who like to race cars, and, but don't have necessarily a lot of money. <laughs> so, okay, sounds and, fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, and he has a great time with it. And I mean, sometimes, you know, you get into heated discussions, disagreements, but it's interesting. But he has, he's kind of like the homeschooling dad on that forum. And uh, he's had some interesting discussions with, with people about homeschooling. But I think my perspective is that they really have come to respect him for that and not hopefully not feel threatened. But yeah, so. yeah. And some people would ask more questions and almost always, and again, this is, he was talking about another question was almost always they defend it. And then they would say, well, what about socialization? He said that was almost always the way the conversation went. And then he would say, oh, well, on that, I'm really glad. That, yeah, glad you bring that up. <laughs> yeah. So pretty, pretty funny. But um, I think another question we wanted to handle was, what are some of the biggest challenges getting started homeschooling? Well, you, so def- you-, you definitely bring up one of them, or your husband did about the feedback from people either feeling defensive or what about home socialization? So I think really perspective. For my, for my thing, what my husband had to say on that, uh, the biggest challenges were, were getting actually getting on the same page with your spouse to establish common goals. And that, of course, you don't know if you are on the same page or not unless you communicate. So you need to sit down and do that. I really felt to some extent it was as much as uh, a response to like the educational environment we were in as much as I really felt eventually felt called to do that. I just felt like God was really calling us to that. And not to sound better than thou, because it was very much a situation of iron sharpening iron. I had so many rough edges worn off me through the process of homeschooling over the years that had nothing to do with that teaching academics. <laughs> you know. But I think with my husband not being at home, being the breadwinner, he experienced more of the response and reaction from outside people. And that was more of a challenge to him. So getting on the same page with that goals and your reason why, why you're homeschooling, why you want homeschooling, that's a really important conversation to have. The, another challenge is the lack of understanding each other, which comes down to once again, that C word communication, talking about difficulties that you have. This is something that I, I, I would have to double check with him to see if I'm speaking for him, but definitely for me. Uh, it's important to be able to share difficulties without feeling like you're saying, this isn't working. Because, I mean, first of all, tell me what are you ever going to do in life that doesn't have difficulties? Mm-hmm. Everything in life brings us challenges. Doesn't mean that you're not doing the right thing or you're not where you're supposed to be, but there are difficulties. So sharing them honestly, without feeling like you're telling your spouse, well, we don't, we don't need to do this it's too hard. You know, that's not necessarily, that's a challenge to be able to do that. Letting your pride get in the way is a challenge because, okay, when you first start, it's easy to say, well, we're just trying it out for a year. But this was, this was the case for me. And I think my husband would agree with it too, that over the years, it did become a thing, the thing that I was very proud of of the fact that we homeschooled. I knew what we'd worked through, how much work it was for the family and for me and the things that my kids had to work through that. I was proud that we were able to do it, but there's a very fine line between that and becoming prideful. It's okay to be proud of what you do. You should be proud of your career and proud of the job you do on a project and how you take care of the house. I mean, you should be proud of that but you don't want to be prideful. And that's, that's a challenge that you need to be mindful of. 
And then not thinking ahead was another challenge. So when we first started, uh, my husband's had, you know, concerns over the years for health insurance uh, and not, you know, losing a second income. A lot of times you will find that it's less money to be home than it is to be at work because you save on a lot of different areas. But but still, you need to, to assess that and to think ahead. Health insurance, I just have to give a shout out right here to God because the exact the entire time that we homeschooled and that our kids were home, uh, we did not have family health insurance. My husband did, you know, with an employer, but we never had an emergency room visit. We never had a broken bone. My kids played sports too. We just, we were healthy. We never had a chronic illness and that is totally God. There's nothing at all I could ever have done about that. Just Mm -hmm. do your best taking care of your kids, but still illness happens. And I just give him all the glory for that because we didn't have any health insurance and our kids were okay. We were all okay. So that's totally him. But thinking that is a conversation, that's a potential challenge. You know, if you know that there are illnesses in your home that you will need health insurance for, that's just something to talk about. It's not to say that you shouldn't homeschool, Mm -hmm. but you need to think about it. So those were, those were the challenges that he outlined to me. Okay. And I think we have some uh, similar ones. Um, Like my husband was saying, like, understand that financially there'll be an impact Mm -hmm. and don't try to live a dual income family. But again, we, like you, I came home with our first child. And then as we had two more, I was home. I'd always intended to go back once they were school age, but we had had that conversation to the point that we had taken a piece of paper. And again, it was probably more me (laughs) convincing myself (laughs) it was okay because I, I was concerned about the financial impact of me being home. Um, even though I really want to be home. And my husband was like, we'll work it out. We'll... But I wanted to see it on paper. I needed the numbers. So we actually sat down and I wrote out the second car, the clothes that I required to work, the gas. And the difference at that time was only $200 a month of me working around. And my husband and I made the same salary in a professional job. So when we actually did the numbers, I was blown away. I had no idea how much it actually cost me to to work. Wow. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, if you're worried about that, work out the numbers, see what it actually takes. I think it's going to be different for everyone. But the other thing that we did intentionally is when we purchased our first house, we purchased it on the basis that we were going to have one income, not two, even though, so at the time, you know, the real estate agents like, oh, you can afford this much or you get mortgage program we're like no we're not spending above this and we just stuck to that and it was so easy to get tempted mm. but we knew that I wanted to be home so we really did stick to our guns and not take on that crazy debt so from my husband's point of view he said like we did this before homeschooling was ever part of the picture it was but the financial question is going to come up at some point mm-hmm. and And um, I think more and more, there are uh, women who are able to have these online jobs, which is fabulous because I, I did end up working very part time outside the home as we homeschooled. And that was wonderful. But that was later on. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a lot of choices now. And from, you know, coming from my husband's point of view, when he asked, like, did it feel like a burden to him? uh, He said, he just kind of felt like, well, we, we kind of worked it out and, you know, we did have some tough times financially, but God always did provide, like you said, like he provided. So 
he didn't see that as the biggest challenge. We lived, we, we tried to live within our means and whether you're both working or not, as we all know, as things have happened, jobs are not secure. Things Absolutely. change. So we don't know what tomorrow's bringing, you yeah. know, to, to worry about tomorrow. I, I agree that you should, you know, try to plan and have some idea of where you'd like to go. Mm-hmm. But to worry about it is is such a waste of energy because you just don't know what what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. And what he said, what helped him is every year I'd kind of map out, here's the expenses we're looking at. Here's the things we're going to do, not going to do. And he said that was really helpful for him. It, it respected his, what he's able to provide that I would go through an exercise and say, well, they don't need three, uh, three paid mm-hmm. activities. Oh, we can do this instead. I mean, I had them all in soccer one year and then I found out about a local soccer group run by a mom and it was all on the same night. And it was, it was like, I think it was like $25 a family because the parents were the ones to, so I pulled all my kids out of soccer. The difference in money was just too great. And they're like, well, you won't have an actual coach. And I'm like, well, you know, we're not worried about them being, you know, soccer professionals. We just want to get some exercise. And this, this is something we attended years because it would be eight weeks in the summer and all the families would go on the same night. There'd be freezies for all the kids. We got to know a number of families in the neighborhood. So it was just making choices, financial choices. They're there. They're so they're so there. But for my husband, he said like, that was good for him. Like we always sat down and kind of figured out what's the expenses for the year and that. So that helped him as Mm -hmm. the main provider. Yeah. Um, Good. All right. Well, we have plenty of other questions, but uh, I think this is a good stopping point for today uh, to help homeschool dads, or if you're potentially a homeschool dad, the kind of conversations to have uh, together as you get started. So we will, we're going to cut this off for now, and we will come back in another episode about dads in the homeschool and how important that is and their role and their, their presence and their contribution. So Tracy, what do we want well, to leave with? I'm going to put together a little PDF for everyone. And I'm just going to have put some questions down. And maybe this is something you can just have a conversation over coffee with your husband. Some of the questions just to get you thinking about some of these things. So they're little conversation starters with regards to homeschooling and how it affects the family. And hopefully um, that'll just make it a little easier to have that conversation. So I will yeah. include that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have a link to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everybody have a good week and we look forward to talking to you next time. And remember, you can homeschool. Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another Candid Conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy.